Chime in anytime. <laughs> oh no, I'm enjoying this far too much. Haven't you ever seen a rare hairless Wookiee before? Oh. Always remember I am here. Always remember I am Anakin Skywalker was weak. I destroyed. Doesn't matter where we come from, Admiral. Our will to be free is what's going to be. I am no Jedi. I'm glad I gave you something to look forward to. That thing's not a Wookiee. Hello there, and welcome to episode 18 of Distant Echoes, a Star Wars podcast where we travel through the galaxy watching each episode of every Star Wars TV series in whatever order we please. I'm your host, Cassie. And I'm your other host, Reiko Hardeen. I was hoping you were going to say Ralph Hardeen, because that's what I put in the notes. <laughs> Ralph Hardeen. <laughs> Reiko Hardeen's Reiko Ralph! Also known as Tommy. And today we're continuing our journey we've dubbed the hyperspace route to Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> and this time we're discussing a four-parter. What? The first two of a the four-parter. The first two of a four-parter. Just in time for the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, which yeah. premieres at the end of this month. Woo! So just a uh, quick housekeeping thing. We're de- we were delayed on recording this just because both of us uh, had come down with an illness uh so now we are actually we're actually recording this on may the 4th uh an unnamed so... il- illness we're not sure if it was the covid <laughs> or not an unnamed illness uh no no i mean but we we did both test and we well you tested you were the one who was exposed and mostly sick, excessively but, uh and tested negative so we don't think it was that anyway going too deep into the weeds but we are recording now on may the 4th and oh my gosh we had the newest Obi-Wan trailer come mm-hmm. out, and it looks great. It looks awesome. It looks great. great. It does. It looks good. Um, so, yeah, so that's really exciting. It's very exciting. Yeah, so we're doing a four-parter here, and I, it's, we're all, we're going backwards again, I think. No, I think this is, this are we finally, we went <laughs> forward from going backwards. Yeah, we're going, this is, this is now officially after the, is this a future back? That we've done. Oh, okay. Not no longer a future back. Um, <laughs> that hasn't caught on yet. I'm so sad. I don't think it will. <laughs> but I, I've been saying it. Uh, it's caught on with myself and me. Yeah. So so at the time of recording this, uh, we ha- we're what like four weeks out mm-hmm. from Obi Wan. So what's probably going to happen is we'll have one more episode wrap up this arc. We might we might slip in one more TV series episode dedicated to obi-wan um even uh as the show is premiering because there's still one after we do this arc there's still one giant uh episode that i think is left that we have yet to cover that's that that's probably fairly important it's it's yeah it's pretty important it may not play a role into the tv show um of course we're i mean we're kind of beating around the bush about it but it's the the rebels episode Mm -hmm. that features uh obi-wan kenobi so we may, we'll probably do that one after we finish up uh, this two-parter, mm-hmm. which will probably be right around the time that Obi-Wan is premiering, which is exciting. Um, and then, and then, yeah, it's just going to be Obi-Wan Kenobi from there. Yes. Just as it's always been. <laughs> yes. So the four-parter that we're doing, essentially the 
undercover Obi-Wan Kenobi arc yeah. where he goes undercover undercover he goes Obi undercover Obi undercover goes undercover as I keep wanting to call him Ralph Hardeen is it Rake Hardeen Rako 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 like Draco but without a d Rico. Yeah Rako Hardeen uh, so, uh, very quickly, we're doing episodes 15, Deception, and episode 16, Friends and Enemies, in this uh, episode. And I'll go through the cast list with you all as well. Cool. Um, I, I do want to p- point out real quick, just because I think it's funny. Normally, we're just dubbing. We just, I don't. I think there's, like, colloquial for, like, some of these arcs, and it's usually, like, the first episode in the arc. Um and when when I was looking this up, I just Googled Obi-Wan undercover. And like, that's what, that is what colloquial, is. Yeah. colloquially people refer to yeah. this arc as, which I just think is funny because none of these episodes I don't believe are called undercover. I think it starts with deception, which honestly, like it would be a better, it would be more apt title. Yes. Like to refer to this arc as like the Obi-Wan deception arc. Cause seriously, the Jedi council deception arc. Yeah. Like we'll, we're going to talk a lot about that. <laughs> Why I hate the Jedi Council reason 5,013. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, Obi Undercovery is what I like to call it now. Obi Undercovery. Obi Undercovery. Um, so, the cast list. Let's go through this real quick. We don't really have too many new people. Um, we have a lot of repetitive cast here. James Arnold Taylor is Obi-Wan Kenobi. However, he is also playing Reiko Hardin. Hell yeah. God. That's so cool. It is. It's really cool. Because also, their voices... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but... Like, they're, they're so different. Their voices are so distinct. Reiko Hardin has like a really hot, deep, gravelly voice. And, I mean, Obi-Wan sounds like Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is yeah. hot, but... It's, it's, it's just funny because one of the things that we'll talk about that I, I really liked is that he, he's a, I mean, he's such a great voice actor. Yes. He has a different way of speaking when he is, yes when he is dropping the act as Obi-Wan speaking in Rayco Hardian's voice. Yes. It's just so cool. Like, I just think it's like James Arnold Taylor is, is quickly, I, I didn't appreciate him as much when I initially watched the show. Same. But, like, now that we're doing, like, the Obi-Wan stuff and rewatching it and seeing, like, all the other characters he plays and stuff, he's just so rad. Mm -hmm. He's just so good. Also, the animation of that was great. I Mm -hmm. love when, you know, they they bring the mannerisms of Obi-Wan back. Yes. Even though they facially reconstruct him to look exactly like Reiko, there's there's still a measure of Obi-Wan underneath, which is really cool. A really well... I think this is a really well directed episode yes. and i do believe i'm double checking this now i do believe that this was directed by dave filoni i cool. could be wrong but i'm gonna do- i'm gonna double always, check that. those always seem to be my favorite episodes yeah i mean he he's he's obviously a great great director yeah uh we have cory burden as cad bane the medical droid and a car car corodon thug d bradley baker as the clone troopers we have bosk and a random quarren Ian Abercrombie as the sorry Ian Abercrombie as Supreme Chancellor Palpatine, Matt Lanter as Anakin Skywalker and also a random prisoner, Terence Carson as Mace Windu, Stephen Stanton as Moralo Eval, who also plays Admiral Tarkin in the Bad Batch, Ben Kenobi in Lego Star Wars and Sasha Nine as we talked about last time. Um, I don't know if it was the exact last episode. I actually think it was. Um, Ashley Eckstein is Ahsoka and a female patron in the bar. 
Tom Kane as Yoda and the narrator. Daniel Logan as Boba Fett, who was the original child Boba Fett. Nice. Yeah, I, that's, that's awesome. And when he first started talking... It sounded like he had a Boston accent, and I was really confused. It was like, hey, it's Bo. It was it's like, Boba, you know, I'm walking like, it here. was like, hey, you, hey, you owe me some money, and I was like, what the hell is about to happen? We both just did the worst Boston accent. Sorry hey, if anybody's listening to us from owe, Boston. You owe me some money. We know what you sound know. like. I promise. <laughs> I said some money. Uh, David Accord as a servant droid. He was in Book of Boba Fett, Star Wars Galaxies of Sounds. So he was in the sounds department of okay. A ton of Star Wars stuff. And also Loki the movie and Captain Marvel the movie. Uh, So he actually got to play a servant droid, but was mostly behind the scenes in the sound department. Very cool. Um, Anna Graves as Satine, who we get to hear cry for a few seconds at Fake Dead (laughs) Obi-Wan. Nika Futterman as a female alien and Cy Snoodles who is also a Saj Ventress. I have to look up Cy Snoodles because I'm pretty sure it's who I think it is. Yeah, we, we've we've talked about them yes. before, and I believe they are... Oh! It's, it's <laughs> the thing that comes out... I told you, it was the thing that comes out with the two Twi'leks. It's like, hey, girls, where are we yeah. going next? And it's the girl... It's the stupid singer that they, re- that they have in... Um... Is that who they replaced Max Rebo with? Yes. I'm gonna be honest. I think I can't remember. It's been a while since we we just full. Also, why do I know that remake song so much? Because <laughs> that's all we were we are able to watch. <laughs> Another guy comes in and goes. Yeah, that, those are the exact. I'm so good at alien languages. Those Wait until we get into that Bith language I heard earlier. <laughs> those are the exact lyrics. I will mm-hmm. say. Um, so what I was <laughs> sorry. What the what you're looking something up on your phone and I'm sitting here like <gasps> No, it wasn't even Don't that. Don't cut any of this. The, there was a lot of threads there. What I was going to say is I feel like that character shows back up. It's been a, we full transparency, we just have watched the first two episodes at this point. Um but we're when we cover the next two episodes, we've already seen them before. Like yeah. I'm trying to rack my brain. I feel like that character Yeah. Cy Snoodles it's so weird. shows back up again. Um, also, my I hope she's a lesbian. I hope she's a she, and I hope she's a lesbian. My brain didn't didn't work correctly because I was looking something up, and I thought <laughs> I thought Cy Snoodles was the name of a voice actress at first. <laughs> you did that before. <laughs> You've done that before. You always think I'm saying the uh, the characters. <laughs> well, anyway, Cy Snoodles was Nika Futterman, who's a Saj Ventress. Uh, and also Dogen Bull and Psychonauts, um, and a thousand other voice actor, uh, voice characters. And then Kevin Michael Richardson was a hunt, a hut henchman. He's also Doctor Hibbert in The Simpsons. Oh my God! Wait, hold <laughs> Jabba on. Jabba the Hutt in Lego Star Wars. And hold Goro. on. He physically played Goro in the old Mortal Kombat movie. So the person who played the basically the torture guy. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. That, that was Dr. Hibbert? Yeah. <laughs> no way. That's what it said on the internet. That's so cool. Oh, my God. I'm Every every detail I learn about this this uh, episode arc, I just love every, yeah. every it's bit amazing. Uh, more about it. 
So the official description for this episode, Deception, is when the Jedi learn of a Separatist plot to kidnap Chancellor Palpatine, one of them must go deep undercover as a hardened criminal to extract information from the conspirators. And the moral is, all warfare is based on deception. Ooh. Which kind of ties into the whole Jedi being peacekeepers and not trying to be part of the war, right? Yes, and it does. Jedi are... I mean, they're not peacekeepers because they are the ones that are deceiving everyone in these episodes. Yeah, sorry, I'm trying. I'm still trying to find. I don't believe. You still looking up size snoodles? <laughs> Ooh, bang the cling cling con and a mooning god. Um, no, I lost it because it's it's difficult to find anything when you're. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, it's so fun. No, no, I was gonna say because of the the, the multiple Clone Wars TV series. Oh. Um, to wang, not a guru. Okay, so I did just want to call. So this episode, the first episode was um was directed by Kyle uh, Dunlevy. Kyle Dunlevy. I don't know why it was hard for me to say that, which is a, um, a name that I recognize. Um, and yeah, so so Kyle Dunlevy has been involved with like other episodes as well. Um, they've done, they they directed a couple of the episodes with General Krell, um, who was the Jedi who didn't join the Separatists, but just was like a bad dude. The forearm Jedi who like wanted to throw the clones out and uh, just have them, like, run out on this planet and, like, die, basically. <laughs> I don't remember that, but that sounds awful. Uh, okay. But either way... Uh, it's still great. It was direct. I could tell the direction felt... I was telling Tommy when we were watching it, it felt, like, a more cinematic to me for some reason. I don't know why, especially when they were in the uh, prison. Interestingly, there was a... There were two... Um, there were a different uh, director for each of the episodes in this series. Um, so the, 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 all four of these episodes were directed by different people, which I, I find interesting. Like, I, I think they do that a bit, but usually there's like some continuity mm-hmm. in some of these four parters, but um, interesting. The, the first two that we watched felt fairly, I mean, connected. Yeah. So absolutely. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't sense anything like disconnected. Not at all. So um, getting to the summary of episode 15, it begins with Obi, Anakin, and Ahsoka taking a walk at night on Coruscant, and then a sniper appears and opens fire on them, shoots Obi-Wan, who falls off a building, and Anakin comes running down to make sure he's okay, which I thought was funny because Anakin says, is he okay? <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> Ahsoka is crying over his dead body, um, which we quickly find out as the audience he's not truly dead. Yep. Uh, this is a whole plot. Well, and I feel like we knew already considering well, the timeline. But, true. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but I'll, I don't but, know. Maybe. No, that's maybe, true. I don't know. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. As it's set up. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely like a We're reveal. like, what the hell? Like, we are very confused if we haven't seen the episode before. I mean, they could have cloned um, him. Who yeah. Knows? We find out very quickly after that that his murderer is Reiko Hardeen, a sniper, and uh, he's celebrating his victory over killing Obi-Wan in just some random cantina. Just also, like, 
out in the open. Like, yeah, like, I just I, killed Obi Wan Kenobi. Did y'all see that? Like, like five seconds ago. He's like, I killed a Jedi. Uh, like, it's just like you probably don't want to be yelling that in a cantina on Coruscant. Yeah. That's but stupid. I guess it's probably like it's probably part of the whole ploy. But yeah. you know, and we'll also you can do whatever you want in a cantina. You can cut people's hands off and no one cares. So yeah. you can literally kill people and there'll be dead people on the floor. But but saying you murdered a Jedi, that's a, probably the fastest way to get caught by the Jedi. Or like a bounty hunter who's like, yeah. oh cool, like, oh this guy killed a Jedi. That's probably a big bounty. Yeah, let me just kill you right now. Um, obviously, he's never truly dead. It was a plan for him to go undercover to figure out a separatist plot to kill. Palpatine, a very intricate and weird plot to put a Jedi disguised as a fugitive undercover so that he could get arrested for killing a Jedi and put into prison to find a guy who's going to break out of prison to kill the Chancellor. That's, that, that's, that's extremely straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just like a straight line. I kept like, getting so confused. <laughs> yeah. But it's... mostly, mostly my confusion lie, lay in the idea that they did not want Anakin and Ahsoka to know that Obi-Wan wasn't really dead. So the rationale behind that, and they talk about this a little bit, is that they have to really sell that Obi-Wan is dead. Like, it's not, I don't think that it's just... They, they talk about how, like, Obi-Wan says this. In fact, it it's one of those, I actually took this note down because Obi-Wan, when he's on the medical table, once they do the big reveal that he's still alive, is like, no, Anakin was the one who had to be sold on the fact that I was dead. Um, it wouldn't work otherwise, right? Like, it, it was basically just like, and there's a couple of reasons why I think that's super important. One... That means that they know Obi that Anakin is going to react emotionally. If, and they know that's a bad thing. If, <laughs> that's yes. why I'm confused. If they know that Anakin is going to react with his emotions, one, why are you doing this? Like, that's against the Jedi code. Two, yeah. that means that Anakin has this reputation at this point, right? Like, Anakin, for the council and everybody else, like... Because part of this is, it's not, it's for everybody else to believe that Obi-Wan is dead. That's the whole reason why Anakin has to be believed. Mm -hmm. My thing is, is like, yeah, maybe in the moment, like it needs to seem very devastating and real. But, but how come they right never tell him ever until, they weren't even going, like, until it was over. Yeah. They were going to tell him. And, it, and they obviously know that this kid is volatile. And they take away the one person. Yeah. Like, it's, they take away the one... Like, why couldn't Mace Windu be the one they killed? I don't think Anakin would have cared as much. I think that's why. Because Anakin wouldn't have cared as much. Right? Like, it It had... Like, why does it matter if Anakin's super crazy or not? I don't I don't get that part. No, yeah, no. That, I, they don't really... Oh, he must be dead because that Anakin kid's freaking the fuck out. Like, I, that's just what I don't get. Yeah, no, it, it it it's very loose. You're right. It's 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 not. I don't hate everything. It's just really confusing. No, I think I think I hate the Jedi Council. That is what my problem is. I definitely think that that part of it is like it's it's again it's it's that it's so it's like they're deciding to play on his emotions. They're also not concerned. 
that he's going to react emotionally. And even later in the second episode, well, I'll mention it when we get to it, but there's a moment where there's like a, there's a realization by Yoda, like, oh, Anakin could kill both of them. Yeah. Dude, (laughs) that's a major problem. You're making Obi-Wan be the guy that killed himself. Obviously, Anakin's going to want to slaughter that dude. Like, but like, my thing is like Yoda again. This is episode two, so I'm I'm jumping ahead a little bit. But it's okay. Yoda, there's not much that actually happens in these two episodes. Yoda says, like action wise, Yoda is like, if after the, after they find out that Anakin has gone to like search Reiko Hardim down, they're just like they're like this could end badly for both of them. Like, <laughs> i.e., Anakin could just murder them, yeah. and both of them could die. Like. Yeah, that is problematic if your whole Jedi Order is based on the fact that, like, you're not supposed to have attachments. Like, and if there's people in the Order that believe Anakin is the chosen one, like, y'all are fucking this up mm-hmm. royally. Y'all like, are the reason this happened. Like, holy shit. Y'all are shit. the reason this kid is fucked up. Like, this is, I, I just kind of wrote down, like, this is, like, Probably one of the most fucked up thing the Jedi have done. Yes. Like. Absolutely. And, and also, too, I, I know we have a little bit more of details. Like, so they capture Reiko, right? Like. Yeah. He goes um, to jail. He, but, but when they're interrogating oh, him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's a moment where they're recording him, mm-hmm. right? And they make it. It's kind of this weird balance, right? So well, they were recording him to get his voice. They're recording him to get his voice, but it also really felt like there was a blackmail element to it, too, because. They're like Reiko's just kind of like I'm not like doing this like this isn't like I don't want to do this but they're just like it, it, they, I don't think they outright say like well we re-recorded you but it really felt like that was like part of the implication very weird it was a very like dark and dirty mm-hmm. we're getting to see like a really dark like dirty underside of yeah the Jedi Order they do some dirty shit and I think it's I think it's interesting because the we we've talked a lot about like how the Order is like not super great and how the order has problems like this is where it's just like the order is like leaning into yes the bad shit Taking like justice into their own hands before it was just like oh they're just they're misguided in their applications of like the code and stuff like that this is like oh no they're gonna blackmail a guy or they're gonna fake someone's death mm-hmm. they're gonna lie to someone who's like not following the code well enough and is like struggling to follow the code and has emotional attachments so that they can get this mission underway. And what really sucks is that the goal of this mission is to save someone that is evil. (laughs) So like to to protect a Sith Lord, not that they know that, but it's just irony that they're going to all these ridiculous lengths to, you know, let this happen. It's just, it's so wild. Sorry, we, we tangented it. No, I think that's a great point. I think that's a very great point. But yeah, I just... It's very dark and deceptive. Deception. It's a very deceptive way to be as a Jedi. There's no way that that can be, like, part of the code or, like, someone's gotta be like, uh, I feel like Qui-Gon Jim was around. He'd be like, guys, y'all, this is fucked up. We should not be doing this. Also, not to mention, speaking of dark and gritty, the means by which they make Obi-Wan go undercover. The nanotechnology injects some weird thing into his face and his, like, bones are moving and his skin is changing. Oh, yeah. And he's obviously in a lot of pain and it looks horrible. 
And then they give him a recording spider to swallow. This process is awful. Like, facial reconstructive <laughs> surgery, I don't probably think would hurt as much as it does now. Is it, you like, why does it have to be a spider that you have to swallow to change your voice? Are we, like, not technologically, like... But they are. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm confused. Why does it have to be... Why do you have to get a guy to swallow a spider to change his voice? Maybe that is the pinnacle of technology, is swallowing spiders. Mm, maybe. They, they're they like, you swallow... How many... What's the thing? It's like you swallow like 800 spiders yeah, in your you lifetime. Just, that's how you change your voice. That's, that's how little boys' they, voice changes. They put it together and they were like, people swallow spiders. That's how we get technology and people get them you to swallow what? some spiders. That's the easiest thing to do. But yeah, so they catch Reiko. Uh, they're in... Swallow the, a spider. <laughs> uh, they're in the bar. Oh, that was the moment when they're interrogating him. I took this note because I thought this was so funny. Where they're speaking of like unnecessary... <laughs> Also, by the way, it sounds like we're being like really critical of this. It, I, these are just things that like are really kind of funny to me. I actually really love this arc. This, like overall, these four episodes are great. They're they're fantastic. They're it's just, really good. I think that there's just like really silly things that happen, including with. They're always there's always dumb stuff that happens. They have Reiko, and Obi Wan's already done the facial facial reconstruction. Oh part, yeah, 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 yeah. But he's still, first of all, I love when he's talking with his Obi Wan accent with Reiko's yes, face. I think so that's so good. cool. And he's like stroking his non-existent non beard. But he he says Obi Wan comes out of the shadows and he says, "We need one more thing. Your, Your clothes. clothes. <laughs> You're Jedi. Buy other clothes. Why?" Why do you have to just... It's also just weird. And then Hardeen's like, what the fuck? He's like, why am I sitting there? The, like, it's not like Reiko Hardeen has like, his own line of like only like clothes that only he yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Like, what the... Why? Like, just fucking... I guess the I guess the implication is I'm thinking about it more and I'm, I'm, being, I'm being harsh. No, it was hilarious. It's later in that same day that they end up uh, getting Anakin to arrest him. So it's like, I guess they needed them like right then and there. But like in the moment, I'm just like, y'all just put different clothes on. Was anyone really paying that much attention? Dude's like a, a, a bounty hunter, like, you know, street rat. Like <laughs> they all wear the same thing. I'm sure. Just wear a duster and like some boots and put some little pins on your lapel and just go. I just, I'm sorry. I no, just. That's not what Reiko Hardeen wears on a daily basis. This guy must clearly be also, decepting, deceiving people. Also, how terrifying. Just think about this. To you, see yourself in the dark? You were paid, presumably by Jedi, to kill a Jedi. That's the implication. Or or some someone paid you to kill a Jedi. You, <laughs> you did it. You get stopped and interrogated by another Jedi. And then, or I guess no, the interrogation happens a little bit after. But like... You're you're confronted by a Jedi. <laughs> out of the shadows, someone with your same fucking face just pops out and speaks with a different Jedi's voice. <laughs> the Jedi you just killed, like what? Uh, if that yeah. that's you, a mind fuck. What would be going through his head? Like yeah. I would have just been screaming. Like you might have gone insane. Like you just see yourself yeah. with a different voice. Yeah. Like I it just everything about like that whole scene is just it's so hilarious to me because it's like. It's like everything is just so wild and out there about it. Like it's so it is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like and then just the the, the 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 cherry on top is we also need your clothes. And it's like 
Some really? guy, really? Do that, we? some British sounding guy who <laughs> looks like me, who I think is a Jedi I just killed, told me he needs my clothes. <laughs> that was my day. <laughs> Woo! And then he's like drunk later or something? Well, that was Obi pretending to be drunk. Oh, was it? Yeah, that was Obi that they come to arrest at that point. Reiko's gone after oh, that. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's yeah, right, that's so. Right, that's right. So after that, I don't know if we know what I happened mean, to her. would have Obi been, like, pissing in his pants, being like, Anakin could have literally chosen to kill you. And yeah, he almost and did. So, yeah, so after the, the interrogation and the face stealing and the, I want his face off, and the voice stealing. I want his clothes off and his, on me. I want his face off. I want his voice off. I want his clothes on. On. Me. On, on me. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, we're loopy as so, shit. So um, stupid. No, so after that occurs, right, then it's, then they basically, I don't know what happens to, I don't know if they say what happens to Reiko at that point. Fuck, kill him. They have to have him in, like, some protective custody in the, with the Jedi. He's literally like, going insane yeah. because he just heard himself talk <laughs> But then we British accent. Then we have the Obi Reiko sleeping in the bed. Word gets to Obi Anakin. Undercubby. O- Obi Undercubby. Word gets to Anakin and Ahsoka that they found the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go into the bar, guns blazing. Yes, a- Anakin is full, full ready to kill him. She's gonna say fully erect. Fully comes into the bar, fully erect. Sorrow actually is because he takes he his gets, lightsaber out as soon as he, he gets off on bar, sorrow. He's like, "Ooh, I mean, yeah, emo as fuck." He comes in, turns his lightsaber on. Penis in the other hand <laughs> comes in and says, I need to kill this guy, basically. Well, he, he doesn't say that, but what I'm saying is yeah. he goes in there, mindset to kill this guy and says, you know, you're very lucky that the guy that you killed wouldn't want me to kill you. It's a very, that was another one that was like, okay, guys, like that was a very, or sorry, rather, okay, y'all, that that was a very, like, just throw it out there line to to like be like this is why Anakin doesn't kill him and it's yeah. like because it Obi quick Obi Wan wouldn't want him to yeah. and it's like okay but all right whatever <laughs> sure like I know that they had to do that because otherwise people would be thinking like why didn't Anakin just kill the guy but mm-hmm. like it felt very just tacked on like yeah. it was a very that was one of the, the moments where I was like oh come on we can maybe punch it up a little bit so they take him to prison and he very quickly befriends Moralo Eval on purpose, obviously, um, and attempts to figure out what's going on with this whole plot thing. Mm-hmm. Quickly finds out that Moralo Eval's roommate is Cad Bane. Yep. Oh, and uh, real quick, Moralo Eval, I wanted to call out. He's so a Findian. He's a Findian. The, the, well, I don't remember if it was the last uh, series that we did, but there was a series of the prison, the prison break-in. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. I just realized... The the Finian in the last episode was like the Citadel prison oh, warden, no. mm-hmm. and this one we have someone who is just in prison yeah. as a Fin. So the uh, Finians are just connected to prisons, apparently. Yeah. In Star Wars, that's yeah. it. Those are the only times they're we've either, seen them. Yeah, they're just in them always. Uh, but yeah, so we had uh, I forget that guy's name, but it was he was another Finian mm-hmm, as well. Mm-hmm. So his roommate's Cad Bane, who instantly takes a dislike to Obi Undy Covey. Yep. Because um, he just he dislikes everyone. Out, yeah, but he just has a suspicion about him, it seems. And he finds out that they're plotting to break out and then kill Palpatine. So they um, are they talk about that. Cad Bane, like I said, doesn't really seem to like him. Uh, 
when Reiko, when Obi Reiko leaves, he weirdly has a like device hidden under one of the machines in the workout area. I think there's a. I think that there's planted there. I think that there has to be like some uh, um, some someone else, like a clone or something, that's like undercover. Oh as yeah, well. probably. Or no, yeah, that's in on know. this. Yeah, we don't need that much explanation. But anyway, no, no, no it, it was weird though. It's like yeah. how they get that there. I will also say that speaking of weird parts, the, the it was kind of weird how so Obi's going to like be put into Moralo Evolve's room, and he's like, oh, I have so much like pull around here or whatever that I can get the guards to do whatever. And they like bring him in there, and then he's like, "Guards, come get him again!" Like when they when he doesn't want him in his room again, and it's just like, "What is happening?" Like this prisoner is just like, "Oh yeah, I want this guy to be my roommate." Oh, you know what? Don't want it anymore. And it's like, it was what? so weird. Are there just? I guess there's just corrupt clone troopers that are just yeah. like, "Oh yeah, we'll be paid off." Like that. Exactly. That fits. Yeah, more than likely. Um. So they the next day they stage their breakout, which begins with Cad Bane paying off a teenage Boba Fett. To start a fight, which is hilarious. And so that happens. Everyone just starts beating the shit out of each other. The clones are at some point like, we should just start killing the prisoners, which escalated very quickly. (laughs) And while everyone's (laughs) fighting and beating the crap out of each other, the three, Reiko, Cad Bane, and Moralo Evol, escape on a freighter. And that's actually how this episode ends. Yep. So Well, they do go through I do think it's funny they the way that they break out. And there is a point that like kind of raises that raises Cad Bane's suspicion as well. So Cad Bane is trying to like break into this uh room and he's like, damn, they changed the code. Obi-Wan is like Oh, don't worry. I like I'll hack it, but it's gonna take some time. So I need you all to watch out. Really, what he's doing is to get them to turn their back so he can use the force yeah. and just unlock the door. Couple of things. One, he's like, it's gonna take some time, and then literally does it in a second. <laughs> so like, oh, whoop, never mind. Never that's mind. that's that was, probably that why. Because Cad Bane mentions this later on. Yeah. He's once they get on the ship, he's like, yeah, very convenient that you were able to like get us out. Yeah. He's and it's very like, smart. Cad Bane or yes. I was Cad gonna, Bane is very smart. Cause I was gonna say because also Obi Wan's very dumb. Like, well, yes, I mean, bro, if you're gonna tell him it's gonna take some time, wait like a couple seconds before waving your hand across it. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Sorry, it's habit. I just it's like done. Of Whoops. course, of course, Cad Bane is suspicious. Like, you just are like, it's gonna take some time for me to do this. Go watch. Oh, yeah, it's good. <laughs> what? It's kind of um, like when you skip through dialogue in a game. It's like, <laughs> you're like listening to someone. It's like, whoop. And then you just, oops, okay. We're going moving forward. Um, one other thing I wanted to call out. So we do get an appearance of Bosk in this oh. episode. Boba Fett's like, hey, I'm walking here. And Boba Fett's like, I'm walking here. Also, <laughs> we, uh, the way that Reiko gets Morale Revolve's attention to begin with is there's a... Uh, I don't know the a- I don't know if the alien race is named, but there's a walking shark alien. <laughs> Dude. Which is cool. I swear I've seen a walking shark alien in a prison uniform. There might have been. a different show before. I, it, 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 I the, feel like it was an Arkham Asylum probably, isn't there? Oh, there's, well, there's, yes, yes, yes. There's um, King Shark. Yeah, that's probably in, him. In that's probably Suicide him Squad and stuff, yeah. But yeah, it is really funny because he, he stabs the guy's hand. Dude, humanoid sharks, by the way, are terrifying. Yeah, they're really weird. They're like the stuff of nightmares. <laughs> they're also kind of cool. They always remind me of uh, street sharks. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which were just like these buff walking around sharks that like Scary. literally ate asphalt. Um, I thought you were gonna say asshole. They literally ate <laughs> ass. 
What is this episode? We have Anakin. Oh, Bobby, you better keep it. We have Anakin fully erect getting off on sorrow and street sharks eating ass. They eat asphalt? Why do they eat asphalt? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they just like eat asphalt. They're like, they like, I don't like, Tell them for asphalt. I could be, I could be completely making that up. I distinctly remember though. I do love the feral growl that the shark gives. Like, he's very humanoid, obviously, but then, like, uh, Reiko stabs him with the fork in the hand, and he, like, howls. Which, I mean, I guess sharks don't actually howl. Sharks yeah. don't make any noise. But it was, like, a very feral, like, creepy-ass sound. It was. came from the shark. It was I was cool... scared of the humanoid shark. <laughs> it was a cool-designed alien, but also, too, like, I just think it's, it's part of it that's really funny is, like, so the, the, there's the allure of Reiko Hardim of, like, and this is why I think they had to set up the plot of, like, him killing a Jedi. Because it's like, oh, he, this guy killed a Jedi. Like, morale evolves going to want him on his team. And that, like, starts the rumors kind of flying around. And then he kind of... The 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 shark picks a fight with him, uh, which is good for Obi-Wan. Because he uses that to his advantage. Stabs the dude in the hand. And then I think he has a funny line where, where the guards are like, what's going on over there? And Obi-Wan says... I'm just playing with my food, like in very Obi Wan fashion. Yeah, it's very, um, very cool. But uh, and then that's what kind of gets Morallo Evol looking his way. The other thing I just wanted to call out too is the the way they escape is through the incinerator, which you were oh like, "Oh my god!" Do they just does this prison just have like just a button where you just put a coffin in it? And- like what the fuck? Prisons. Sorry, in- I'm cussing a lot, but that is insane. Prisons in real life suck. Prisons in Space and suck space worse. are also really bad. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Just, so because we don't know if they're like, oh, this guy died in a fight, so we're gonna burn his body, or like, let's just get rid of this prisoner. Like, at least, we don't know. At least they check for vital signs. That was True. the whole reason. I thought that they there didn't... was gonna be a thing where they're like, who cares? And then just, but then they would all just die. <laughs> And that's the end. And then everyone does that. Like, I just burn them. The last thing I'll call out, too, is that... uh, Actually, two two final things that I'll call out. Obi-Wan also raises suspicion with Cad Bane because he does not shoot the clone trooper. Um, He gives a reason that his gun jammed, but Cad Bane is clearly suspicious of this. I think this is going to play into future episodes. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to call some of this out. Like, it's obviously like Cad Bane just hates everybody, but he has some unique suspicions about Obi-Wan here. The other thing that I wanted to call out, because initially I was like, how they really thought of a lot of, I will give them credit. They thought of a lot of things when it came to just people questioning how they would pull off this death. Mm Mm-hmm. They talk about there's like a a suppression capsule or a suppression life suppression pill that Obi-Wan takes that basically makes him appear dead. Yeah. And because my first initial thought when I was thinking when I was watching this was like, how did Ahsoka, how did Anakin not just like sense that he's like his presence? Still? Yeah, you know yeah. I mean, that's a big thing. Yeah, yeah. With Jedi. Um, and they kind of they kind of have the Deus S. They, excuse me. They kind of have the Deus Ex Machina with that. Like they have with a couple of other mm-hmm. things of like, oh, we have the suppression pill that can suppress life. Like I don't. It, that doesn't bother me. It was just. It was one of those things where it was like I was asking the question basically right as they were answering it yes. when I was watching the episode, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, yes. So those were the only other two things I want to call out about this episode specifically, and then just also as far as Obi Wan is concerned, it's so. 
it was so striking to me that he was so on board with this and also seemed to be like the the orchestrator of manipulating Anakin the way that it, they did. Yeah. So like, damn. Like he. <laughs> damn, Obi. Yeah. I mean, no wonder. And that actually is a good point. I mean, it gives it gives some credit to why Anakin is so get, is is so easily angered with Obi Wan Kenobi. I mean. They are brothers. Yeah. Again, that is a huge betrayal. Um, it also, I yeah. But it also just again, this whole thing just goes to show how much Anakin truly loves him. It shows how much it he... really, it really almost broke him. Mm-hmm. Um, which is still like, fuck. Why did you guys go to those lengths? Why did you like, put him through this? You're manipulating him so badly. It also too because we have the trailer for the Obi Wan show. Um, spoiler, if you're like trying to avoid the trailer, I won't like, please like turn, turn your podcast off now. But the, in, in the trailer, uncle Owen confronts Obi-Wan cause Obi-Wan says like the boy needs to be trained mm-hmm. and uncle Owen says, like you trained, like you trained his father. Yeah. And it's like, damn, that's a dagger. And like also hell of a line. Also like this kind of shit, like that, right? Like Obi-Wan's like using Anakin in this way is like, this is the worst Obi-Wan has been towards Anakin or like, arguably Anakin cannot be fully blamed for, for the, what happens. Yeah. And again, we, we talk about this all the time, but like, this is why I think some of the supplemental material and I'll say supplemental material. Cause I haven't read brotherhood, which is the, the novel that takes place, I think between attack of the clones and uh, revenge of the Sith that is about Obi and Anakin. I've heard mm. that that has a lot of great detail as well that lead that uh, that kind of fills in some of the gaps. Same thing with Clone Wars, right? Like mm-hmm. they, they really fill in a lot of the gaps yes. that are missing that feel missing to me some of the times about why Anakin's sh- like sharp turn to the dark side happens. Like Absolutely. it's there's this like just such a huge willingness. And I think part of it is the Jedi code is like unattachment right and so i i guess they're thinking well anakin we have to trust that anakin is gonna be unattached but then also they they play on his emotional attachment as well so it's like it's this it's, yeah they literally say we know that this will yeah. emotionally manipulate him and we we're know, gonna do it <laughs> we know this is gonna fuck him up and we're gonna do it <laughs> like no it's it's i think that this is a beautiful episode because of how it's mostly yoda and mace windu but also, but again, also Obi. Like it, like Obi. Oh yeah, no, I'm just saying, like their weird ass plans. Yeah. Like, why are they coming up with these crazy ass plans? We know Yoda's a freak. Yeah. Why are we? Why are we, we still listening to him? We know Yoda's a freak. Why is he still? Why are we still listening to him? It's just yeah. So anyway, that, that, I just wanted to, to pause there a little bit because again, no, I think, I, that's I think a great point. I think it's. I think it's. That's just, why these episodes are so good to watch or so good. Yeah. point out not just because they focus on obi as a character but like his relationship to anakin and how much he has lent to manipulating anakin in some way whether he realizes it mm-hmm. or not it also and we'll get into this in episode two but it also pushes him closer to the chancellor like yes. this ep- these episodes specifically yes. push him much closer to chancellor palpatine yes so moving into episode 16 
of our four-parter, Friends and Enemies. The official description is fleeing across the galaxy with criminal fugitives, a disguised Obi-Wan, Cad Bane, and Morello Evol are tenaciously pursued by Anakin and Ahsoka, who have no idea they're chasing their friend. That's <laughs> is a, what it says. That's a very, like, abrupt description of this that's one. That's what it is. Uh, um, no, no, no. It's, it's just funny because, like, I feel like a lot of these descriptions have been much better, but, like, it's not a lot of detail. The moral um, is really silly to me. It's keep your friends close, put your enemies closer. And it's like, well, yeah, because your enemies are your friends because they're un- in disguise. But, you know, anyway. But is there also a double entendre there? Because Maybe, but it's silly. I was thinking, well, I was thinking of, like, the Palpatine Oh, yes, yes, yes. Thing. Um, so, Obi-Wan Hardeen crashes the ship into a swamp on Nalhutta, the Jabba, the Jabba home planet. <laughs> the Hut home planet. Nalhutta, um, home of the Huts. Home of the Huts. Pizza Hut. I wish there were just Pizza Huts, like, out in the swamps. Which, random side note, I love that Nalhutta looks like Morrowind. It's a cool, it's a cool place. the swamp planet concept with giant glowing mushrooms not only because my Animal Crossing Island has them right now, but like it's one of my favorite types of environments. I just think it's I just think it's so cool. They even also- like the um, the pub or like the cantina that they go to is like covered in this giant weird pustel creature looking thing. It's really neat. And yes, their doors do look like buttholes. <laughs> I wasn't gonna mention that. No. Well but also we've already talked about sharks eating assholes. So. I will say now Huda, the way they animate now Huda reminds me a lot of how Dathomir is animated as well. Ooh, it's like Dathomir a green cool too. <laughs> it's like a green version of Dathomir. It's more swampy obviously. Yes. Now Huda's more swampy but gaseous and there's know. a lot of like mist swirling and stuff like that. Yeah. Really cool environment. Um, so they end up going to the bazaar and they're like, hey, let's split up. We need to purchase some new equipment. Cad Bane's like, we can get everything we need here, like very easily, obviously, because obviously now HUD is going to be a very grimy, not just physically, but like, you know, there's a lot of grimy people there. So it's easy for them to find the mm-hmm. things that they need. And then they want Obi-Wan to go find a ship. Um, first thing, of course, we always kind of, ping on the darkness in these episodes and and some of the weird morbid stuff that happens but i just love that when they go to look for weapons cad bane threatens a guy with a toothpick (laughs) the toothpick that he always has in his mouth where do you get that toothpick i don't know i don't know man but i love it but yes i thought he's at first i told tommy i thought he stabbed the guy in the chin with a toothpick i think like oh my god we rewound it and i think on second watch he may have because because the it's a um i almost said it's a greedo it's a um it's not a it's not a rodian it wasn't a rodian it's a rodian i thought it was a rodian it is a rodian yeah he looked like a rodian um but yeah a greedo (laughs) a greedo he um sorry the, the the alien starts coughing like yes. after that exchange and I, I think didn't... he was also choking him but like maybe yeah, could you imagine having a toothpick would... through the bottom of your mouth yes it's so disgusting it wouldn't everything. even like my thing is like that's that's not even like a thing you i feel like you threaten someone to like fully incapacitate them in a moment like that like i'm gonna kill you that wouldn't even like barely incapacitate him that would just be hella painful yes like Ugh. yeah Ugh, okay very cruel very very um very Cad Bane. <laughs> yeah. And before, you know, Obi tries to, even as Hardeen tries to ameliorate the situation by giving money to this Twi'lek that's in there with her. And, and she says something in Hatiz and she says, like, basically, like, fuck off. Um, 
take your money and shut up your butt. And he leaves. Um, then some really weird thing happens where Cad, I mean, Cad Bane obviously still is very suspicious of this Reiko character and wants to get him off, you know, wants to brush him off as soon as he possibly can. I think at this point he's kind of like, why is he still purposeful to us? Like, we've gotten out of jail. Why do we need him to be here? Mm-hmm. So he actually tips the authorities off um, about Reiko Hardine being here. And kind of in anticipation of that, um, when Obi-Wan is looking for a ship, he puts a homing beacon on it. Which I guess is very clever that he thought. I thought that was that. smart. I think he. I, I think at this point, uh, Anakin. I think at this point, Obi Wan is thinking correctly because he's like, they're going to double cross me. Put the tr- homing beacon on it, like just to be safe. And of course, he gets he gets double crossed. I did want to pause. Uh, one thing. Two cool things happen. One, Cad <laughs> Cadbane gets his hat. Yes. Uh, because he uh, had lost his other hat, I guess. Yeah. So he has, now has, he has his new hat. has to have a cowboy hat. Reiko gets a really cool helmet, um, which I really like a lot. And apparently, I don't know if this is true. I think it's true looking at just some of the... Oh, I know what you're going to say. Some of the designs. I believe it's the helmet that he gets is based on concept art for Boba Fett's original yeah, design. Yeah, it's a recolor. So... It's really cool. It's, it's a really, really cool... First of all, I love the look of the helmet. It's almost like a... I, I haven't watched Battlestar Galactica, but it reminds me of, like, the Battlestar Galactica robots. Like, their kind of visor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. has that, like, narrow eyes. It looks very menacing. Um, I I forgot how much I loved that armor set. Um, and I just... When he picked up that helmet again, I was like, oh, yeah, that was really so badass. Cool. Um, but, yeah, apparently that is... I, I believe... Like, I haven't confirmed this with, like the uh like commentary or anything like that but i it very much i'll post the picture um from reddit uh it very much looks like mm-hmm. it that's the intention behind that uh, another note that i noticed on wikipedia when i was that was also in wikipedia oh okay cool mm-hmm. but also in wikipedia i didn't notice this but when cad bane is looking for a new hat he briefly considers a fedora that looks exactly like Indiana Jones's fedora yeah. <laughs> and decides not to do that and then gets a cowboy hat, which I, is really cool. He's like, I don't want to be a neck beard. I don't want that fedora. Yeah. And then get something else. There was really also, fun. it was interesting. I mean, I didn't, I'd have to go back and like pick apart that scene, but you do see like clone trooper helmets in there as well. I'm sure there's like some other goodies that we just miss, but I, I did think, I did I just. I have one other goodie. That oh yeah. What is it? What is it? Oh, so in, in this episode, it's a little bit later on, but when Obi-Wan is arrested by uh, Jabba's henchmen, the, uh, when he says like, Hey, I put a homing beacon on this ship. I can give you the code when he, um, says, okay, fine, what's the code? And he thinks he's being freed. Obi-Wan thinks he's going to be freed, but then the deal changes. The hut says, uh, the hut henchman says the deal has changed, which is what Darth Vader, uh, which was what Darth Vader says in the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I've altered the deal. Pray I don't, or not pray. Does he say pray? I've altered the deal. Pray I don't, don't alter, it has to be that. I'm going to, I don't I alter have to it again or something like that. But yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. So, um... It is, yeah. It's uh, Sorry, I, I am altering the deal. Pray I don't alter it any further. Yes. It's weird that they say pray. <laughs> that he says pray. Yeah, that is kind of weird. Uh, I think it's more of like a colloquial yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. thing. Like, pray tell kind of thing. But, um... Anyway, so, uh... Obi-Wan tells Yoda and Mace Windu to call off the manhunt so that they can move about more freely. Um, this is just in time for Bane and Eval to come back to him getting their new ship. 
Meanwhile, we pan over to um, Windu asking Palpatine to rescind the hunt. Anakin's obviously pissed when he hears about yeah, this. Anakin's in his he's office. Like, why would you not want to go? It just makes it even worse. Like, I think it's, it's just imp- it's just poisoning his mind even further to be like, especially against the council specifically. Like the- you let this happen, now you're not even going to go after the guy that murdered Obi Wan Kenobi. Like what the hell? Yeah, there's a very there's a very like intricate weaving of a web there right because like palpatine's like i need to step in let's not do what they say let's do what we want to do yeah and i'm gonna give you permission specifically anakin to go after him but also too i think it's very interesting anakin is it's not anakin is in the room alone with palpatine at that moment right so we Mm -hmm. we are like obviously you're getting more glimpses of their relationship developing so it's like it's this very it, it's this moment where Anakin now has even less trust in the Jedi Council and Mace Windu, like specifically, because Mace Windu is the one who's like, we're calling off the hunt. You know what I mean? And like Anakin's like this, like you said, he's like, this is bullshit. Like, why are we doing this? And like, he hears it firsthand. He's not being told this too. Mm-hmm. like, you have to remember, like they're going essentially like they don't know he's in the room mm-hmm. from all I can tell. Um, and that might be stretching it. Maybe they do because there's kind of a security detail with Palpatine at this point. So it's possible Anakin is like assigned there. I still think that even if he was there, they wouldn't have said anything because they're still trying not to right. lead Anakin on. Yeah. So, but it is, it is interesting. And then, yeah, Palpatine Sidious gets the idea like, well, I can use this to my advantage. And like, you can see it's, they do a really great job. Like again, all the directing kind of steps right in. Yeah. You "Hmm." you can see the shift on his character of like, Oh yeah, I can use this. Um, and starts like starts to kind of nudge Anakin in that direction. I love it. Um, so Anakin takes off immediately with this knowledge and goes to now And again, Goes into a cantina, whips his dick out, whips his lightsaber out, starts pestering the locals. Like, he's... I mean, he takes his lightsaber out in this cantina like he's about to kill everyone yeah. inside of it. I will say... Sorry, backing up just a second. I just realized, it, it, like, chronologically, right after the Anakin Palpatine scene happens, we have a moment between um, Yoda and Windu mm-hmm. where they talk about, like... Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm totally wrong because that's when Anakin. No, 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 no. That, that's when Anakin takes off. They find out that Anakin has taken off to now Hutta. Mm-hmm. And that's when what we were talking about. Er- Palpatine because they're like, what? You know, this isn't a good idea. So. Yeah. And that's what we were, I was kind of talking about earlier where um, that's where they're like, oh, Anakin could kill them both. Like, essentially is what Yoda says. But Yoda also says overdue like the truth is. Yes. Yes. And, <laughs> and it's like, a, that is the perfect, 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 perfect picture of this entire scenario that has been playing out with Anakin, Palpatine, the Jedi Council, where it's just like, they're not acting as soon as they should no. when it comes to Anakin. Which is also Obi-Wan's problem. Which is Obi-Wan's problem, too. Yeah, for sure. Um, there are huge, I mean, there's always a huge contrast between Obi's patience 
and Anakin's impatience. And it's not just a matter of how quickly they think about doing things or the way they plan, but the way that they act. They always, they're so quick to judge Anakin's impulsivity, and yet they would rather take a sidestep and look at things for a longer amount of time, usually to their detriment, um, because they let events play out that shouldn't play out. Right. And it is interesting because it's like, sure, they eventually get to, you know, the right conclusion with, you know, Yoda saying, like, overdue the truth is. But it's like, it's it's too late at that point. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just too late. Which is like, again, the whole story with Anakin is like... It's too late. It's too late. <laughs> you I know? mean, that's the whole thing. It's too late. If yeah. someone had reached out to him before, like, there's a lot of different, like, pieces no. that could have been played out differently. And, and it's just, and it just doesn't. That's kind of why it's nice to have Ahsoka. Because Ahsoka learns from both Obi-Wan and Anakin. Yeah. Right? She kind of is Obi-Wan's... Padawan too. Even though she's technically Anakin's, she gets to spend a lot of time with Obi-Wan where Anakin doesn't spend a lot of time with Qui-Gon because he's dead. But like, she's kind of involved in both her lives very immensely. And I feel like she's a good bridge because she can reach out to her her, uh, master and say, I don't think this is a good idea, whether he listens to her or not. But she also can agree with him and say, you know what, you might actually be right in this matter. And so there's something really, and there's all sorts of great things about her. Unfortunately, she doesn't really have a big part in this. She gets to fight with Cad Bane at the end of this um, episode, but there really isn't much else that she does here. Yeah, um, I do want, I, I think, I'm glad that you mentioned Ahsoka because I think there's a really interesting parallel that that reminded me of because there's there's a there's some paralleled scenes in both of these episodes we're about to get to the to the cantina scene in this episode that we're watching Mm -hmm. now in the previous episode when anakin comes in guns blazing ahsoka is with him and they both are like lockstep like they both look so angry and upset in this one they, 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 it kind of starts off that way, right? Yeah. Like, you can tell, like, they're both kind of, like, you can tell. You uh, can tell. <laughs> you can tell. You can tell they're both feeling that way. Yeah. But then Anakin goes too far. He starts just choking the Authorian bartender. Yeah. And Ahsoka backs off. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's very, you get two glimpses of her just being kind of, like, a little aghast. At first, mm-hmm. and then as they're leaving, she kind of does like a turn back and looks at the authority and of like, ooh, that was not good. Yeah. So it's a really interesting parallel because I think Anakin doesn't have that moment. No. And he doesn't have a moment of clarity at all. Ahsoka has this growth, right? Of like she had she felt her emotions very strongly in the beginning. And we mm-hmm. see that in that first cantina scene. We see that when when Obi-Wan dies, you see tears in her eyes. Mm-hmm. She has I'm not going to say that she's fully, like, completely grieved Obi at this point, because it's still very early on, but she has dealt with those emotions well enough to not choke an authorian, like, you know what I mean? And it is, it just, it's very interesting because... Well, it's one thing to assault and interrogate the guy that murdered Obi-Wan. It's another thing to assault and interrogate a person that has you've never met before that has absolutely done yeah. nothing that's just a bartender. And I think it's like, <laughs> you know? that shows that balance, right? Mm-hmm. I think that that shows the balance that Ahsoka also kind of walks to of like, yeah, you're going to feel your emotions. You're going to have them. You're going to feel them. How you deal with them and how you put that 
to like good use mm-hmm. is important. Can we just backstep for a second? I can't remember when this line is said, but speaking of Ahsoka, oh, yeah. it's right as they're getting to the bar. She says something like, "No, no, 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 that's not the one I'm oh, thinking sorry. of." Though she, you're thinking of the one where Anakin says, or Ahsoka says, "Where's the first place you look for like a shady looking person?" And it's the cantina. Yeah. My other one that was like, "Ooh, that's ripe." was when she's talking to Anakin and they're talking about what they're supposed to be doing and what their job is during the whole thing. And she says, would you rather be teaching Padawans? Oh. (laughs) That was, I believe. And he goes, no. And my first thought was, what if they had made him go, actually, that sounds really fun. That was in the very first, yeah, that was in the first episode of It was like throwaway, but it was still like, Oh, yeah. would you, would you rather that? be teaching the younglings, Anakin? Like, I'd rather be killing them. Damn. Yeah, also, like, sorry, another parallel. I almost said Yoda. Ahsoka does teach the younglings at one point. Mm-hmm. Ahsoka teaches. She can do it without stabbing them in the head. It's just, it's just a really funny parallel. It's like Ahsoka teaches the younglings yeah. and then Anakin kills them. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a very like. Yeah. Yeah. Very clear. Delineation I never picked there. up on that before. I never picked up on why that like is kind of cool that it she is, takes. Yeah. There's a very great uh, series of episodes where she takes these younglings into a kyber. I wonder cave. again if she met Grogu. Very possible. But it sounds no. But she didn't because when she first saw him, she acted like she didn't know who he was. No, I think she said she had seen him. I feel like she said she had seen him before. Maybe. Maybe I don't remember. I don't. I don't. But she had to like ask him like, hey, you know, where were you? Stuff like that. So yeah. who knows. But anyway, um, as far as the rest of the summary, Anakin comes in, almost kills a Sithorian, who's so rattled by being choked that his translator stops working and he's talking back in Ethorian again. Oh, I missed that. Uh, that was a, that was very interesting. Because I was, I was annoyed that he was talking in like Galactic Basic. Yeah. Well, they, they, he had his, well, he had his uh, translator, and then he choked him so hard that he stopped speaking. He started speaking in Ethorian. And then, uh, oh, how could I forget my favorite part? Uh, the Bith car salesman. The Bith that they try to get the, uh, the ship from, Obi-Wan. Oh. oh, my God. If you go back, someone please go back and listen to the words that this Bith says. Every other sentence, he's saying something like, I pooped. I have poop. I pooped. I am poop. I eat poop. And he just keeps saying poop and poopy and pooped. And I couldn't stop laughing. It, it sounds exactly like that. that. I am not kidding. The first thing that came out of his mouth was, I eat poop. And I was like, that, that could not have been more clear. But that is exactly what you just said, even though you're trying to speak another language. We also, uh, we also gloss over your girl, uh, Slyn... Sl- Sly Slooties? Slooties Littles? Slooties Littles? No, no, we can't say Slooties Littles. That's, no. Slooties Littles sounds terrible. <laughs> Are you taking that out of our podcast? <laughs> I don't know. S- what was her name? Sly Snooty. Sly Snoodles. Sly Snoodle is her name. See Snoodle. Sai Snoodles. Not By the way, she is not Sloodles. She is not my girl. Max Rebo is my man. I was saying your girl because you were literally singing her song for like fifteen minutes. Okay, yes, you're right. <laughs> okay. Anyway, 
the homing beacon is working. Um, Obi-Wan is, uh, has to escape the hut henchman. Um, which he does by just bashing the dude's skull. Dude, he picks up a piece, like a giant metal pipe and just fucking decks that guy. That guy is probably, is obvious. I mean, he's gotta be dead. No, he, they, they do this really. He's gotta be dead. They do these things where they show, they show the guy. Murder. No, I'm. They Basically. Af- after that happens, they show the guy move. A I know, bit. but they like, always do it where you're like that. That guy's fucking dead, right? And then he moves, and you're like, mm, okay, yeah. questionable, but okay. Anyway, um, I can't remember. So obvious. So Obi ends up meeting back up with Cad Bane and uh, Morale Evolve, right? And they're on the ship, but Anakin chases the ship crashes himself into the ship. He's just so reckless that he just crashes in there. There's a chase through this, like, fuel processing facility. Obi-Wan tries to tell Anakin the truth, but is almost killed. Bane attempts to kill Obi-Wan. And when Obi-Wan almost loses consciousness, he calls Anakin by name, and then Anakin finally... Wait, Bane doesn't almost kill Obi-Wan. Bane helps... Bane almost kills... Anakin. Right? But Obi-Wan is the one that loses consciousness. Because. No, Obi-Wan puts Anakin in the chokehold. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Bane helps. Bane helps Reiko. That's right. Hardy. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, it's all good. I, 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 that, that fight was very confusing. Yeah, the Bane steps in to help Obi-Wan. Obi-Undy Covey. Obi-Undy Covey. Um, and but Obi-Wan says Anakin's name, which is what... He says, don't follow me, Anakin. Yeah, which obviously yeah. Anakin knows exactly who that is. Um, and f- finally, we're, we're expecting is having an epiphany that he knows what's going on. Um, while the other three escape. Yep. And then Yoda and Windu learn from Palpatine that he sent Anakin after the fugitives. So they decide they they that's when they finally say we should finally tell him, even though yeah he's already figured it out. <laughs> yeah. So again, their ridiculousness is putting Anakin in this situation that's forcing him to make the decisions they don't want him to make. <laughs> I yep. mean that's we've kind of we've we've kind of talked through these two episodes while we've gone through the summaries but ultimately we're at a we're at a i mean we're gonna see what happens in the next two episodes i can't really remember how much evolution there is of anakin like being angry and not understanding but i'm sure there's more to come (laughs) yeah i i don't recall either i'm kind of excited to, to see how that plays out a couple of other things that i just wanted to to note one Anakin has the line where he says, like, like, that's why I felt a connection. Like, mm. so he had felt he had felt Obi-Wan's presence, which wasn't noted, like. Because I visibly think, in the show. Yeah. Right. We don't we don't see that in any weird, like, little side note or anything like that, which actually I think is good because I think we have to see or at least the writers want to show us that. Anakin is being is still so fucked by this. Yeah. Like he he I mean two episodes probably isn't enough for him to grieve Obi-Wan. 
Um, but you quickly see, I mean, the first time we see going back a little bit, like that first image we see of Anakin after Obi-Wan has died and they're at his funeral, he's got his hood over his face. He's pale. I mean, he's the spitting image of Hayden Christensen at Dathomir. Yep. Like he already looks like he's gone there. It was like, he jumped to that point already. Or at, uh. Mustafar? Yes, Mustafar, sorry. Yeah, no, that 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 moment was very powerful. I also go, jumping back to the fight, um I know we're focusing a lot on Obi-Wan and Anakin. I did want to call out Ahsoka. Yeah. Because again, I didn't pick up on this until like right now, but like there was such a great there's a really interesting parallel with both of these episodes where Ahsoka, the first episode starts off with Ahsoka basically over obi-wan's dead body Mm -hmm. this episode ends with her protecting over top of anakin's almost dead body Mm -hmm. like she i don't even know if she knows at that point if he's still alive because she checks on him after they leave but like she is ferocious in that moment like she is like between three bounty hunters like pretty lethal bounty hunter. And well, she gets I in a fight with Cad. Morale she evil. wants to fight Cad Bane. Yeah, she she's like ready to go, but she's but she also like doesn't go after them. Yes. Where like that would be a very Anakin thing to do would yes. be to just like just Jump go bike and go. She's very much like in that moment like there you're not getting she has a stance over top of him of like you're not getting to Anakin. Mm-hmm. Like like not coming after them but like you will not get to him, mm-hmm. which I just thought was so badass um for her character. Um, but I also think it's a cool parallel because it's like, you think about like the last Jedi's body that she was over was also like part, kind of like one of her masters as well, Obi-Wan. And she like, wasn't able to protect him. Like she was just kind of there to like, you know, be there and she's, she's holding him and crying. And so I just think that that's a really cool parallel of like her, like having that range, right. Of Mm -hmm. for like a, a Jedi, um, just thought that was really cool. Well, here we are again, ending another episode and obviously justifying the fact that Ahsoka is still the best character in all of Clone Wars. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I don't even, that's not even a question at this point. No. Uh, well, I guess they, you can make arguments for like Rex and... Dude, the, all the clones are the yeah. best. Uh, the other things, just really quick stuff I wanted to mention. Ahsoka has a, a funny a funny line where she says like, Ugh, who else wears a hat like that? Talking about... <laughs> Cad Bane. Love it. Um, also, Obi does not pull punches when he is beating the crap out of Anakin. Like, like he doesn't, like, literally doesn't pull punches. Like, he's on no. top of him, like, beating the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he gets him in the chokehold. I think it's very interesting because I think a lot of the times it's like, who's more powerful? And it's, that's always questionable. Like, I don't think you can ever just measure, like, it's not like a Dragon Ball Z thing. It's like, you're not just measuring someone's power level, even though a lot of people love to do that. Anakin's 9,000. <laughs> but I do think it's very interesting because, like, I always would have thought, like, especially, like, just a raw power person, especially after the episode we just had of, like, the Chosen One episode, uh, the, the the Force Gods, where it's, like, Anakin is, like, a like demigod in that yes. episode. Like just for for Obi-Wan to be able to just overpower him and just pummel him. I feel like Obi-Wan's probably like a physically stronger fighter. Yeah, you know what? I think that's fair. I think Anakin is just more frail, but I think it's because he expends so much energy using the Force instead. Yeah, more with the Force. He's more but- agile. I'm both agile because all Jedi can just do flippity-doos everywhere. But like <laughs> Obi-Wan, I think, is physically stronger. 
So I thought that was I thought that was very interesting. I also we didn't really talk much about morality vol because inconsequential, but I will say, dude is so flighty. Like he from the very first episode, he's like a mafia boss. Like, but he's also very much like, but he's also just sitting there between Cad Bane and uh, Reiko. Like, who do I want to? Who's right? Like, he's always looking up to them. Like, he's... I don't know who to trust. And yet somehow they're both following him, and I don't know why. But I don't th- I don't even think it's that it's who to trust. It's more just like, oh, that's interesting. I'm gonna do that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, do yeah. that. Where yeah. it's cause like he really wants Reiko mm-hmm. at, at, like in the jail, and then he's like, Okay, yeah, if you're gonna if I'm gonna get charged more now, you can go away. And yeah. then when they're like leaving, uh Hardeen says something to him and uh and Evolves like yeah, well, he killed a Jedi. We could use him. We could use him. And, like, it brings him along. But then when they're so on the bizarre. planet, Cad Bane's just like, no, we're ditching this guy. Like, I'm getting rid of him. And uh, Morale Evolves like, all right. Yeah. Cool. He just kind of follows. <laughs> yeah, it was very weird. It's, I mean, it was like a purposeful choice for him to be that way, obviously, because yeah. it was consistent. But it was a very weird choice. It's I I... I I liked it. I thought it was yeah, funny, yeah, yeah. but it was just like, it was just a very weird character detail. It ended up not being very important. And then the like, last, the last thing I just want to call out is the, the Biff, <laughs> the Biff, poo-poo. the Biff business brothers where the, the, the one Biff sells people ships that only have enough fuel to get to an asteroid where the other Biff sells fuel. I love it. <laughs> Like, it's so stupid, but also really funny. It's amazing. And, like, the the thing that I like the most about it is because, like, we don't have translators for the Biff, as you aptly pointed out. But the, um... I eat poop. I thought it was very funny because, like, uh, <laughs> Obi-Wan, uh, I think it was Obi-Wan, uh, like, uh, Obi-Wan as Reiko is talking to the guy, and he just, like, translate everything. He's like, oh, so you only sell enough fuel to get to the <laughs> asteroid. And then you get, then you, it's, like, cut, like, a couple seconds later, and Morale Evolve is like, what kind of a business person only sells a ship <laughs> yeah. with enough fuel to get to this? As- and it was, I loved that. Like, it was, it was very silly, but, like, I thought that was very funny. It was um, amazing. And you just see, like, the Biff, like, walking yeah. in the background, like... <laughs> Like, they may as well just have had him, like, counting his money, like, yes. at that point. But um, I, I, I loved that. I, I thought that was a really cool detail. So good. Well, we'll just have to see what happens in the next two episodes of this four-parter before our Obi-Wan, Kadobo, Kenobi, Undecovey extravaganza is almost over. It's almost over. Ooh. And almost beginning, really. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm so excited. Uh, so that's it. For today's episode, you can find us on Twitter. We're at Distant Echoes SW. You can find us each individually. Tommy, where can the good folks find you? You can find me. I am at Awkward Comma. And I'm Cassie Thulu. Tune in next time when we start learning Bithies. Bithies. I eat poop. Poop poop. I poop. That means, where's the library?